Welcome, welcome, welcome to the November 19th, 2019 edition of the Win Daily Sports Podcast. This is BCW, Brandon C. Williams, for those that score at home. And with us is DFS Pro, Javi Frazello. And Javi, yo, I'm, let's just go ahead and just kick straight to uh, the highlight of the weekend. My man had a massive weekend. It came within five points of bringing home a million dollars. But nonetheless, you know, you're the man of the moment uh, on the team right now. So why don't you just break down and talk to us about what happened with you over the weekend? Yeah, yeah. So on Saturday, uh, I entered a lineup into the $777 tournament on NBA. And uh, I finished first. I got 100 k off that. Uh, ended up with a profit of, uh, between FanDuel and DraftKings, about $140,000, which is great. And then um, as yesterday was a, a sweat show and a half in the in the Millie Maker for NFL, and uh, I was uh, about five points away from finishing first place with a million dollars. But it was definitely my closest finish. Uh, I was just being greedy. I just wanted the million, but I finished with forty k for a $20 entry, so it wasn't bad. No, not bad at all. And when you look back at you know, being five points away, was there one player that you could that you look back in hindsight and think that you know if I had moved this player out with this player, you know that would have taken me over the goal line? Yeah, yeah. So I had Dallas Goddard, and that's what you know he dropped the pass on a with a minute left in the game, but uh, it was an illegal hit on him. Uh, that would have put me to second place. It would have not got me to first, but. Um, if I would have just put Goddard for Dwelly, um, Jay's boy, uh, Jason Mizrahi, our, our owner and founder, if his boy Kyle Rudolph, or if I would have gone uh, David Jones, Tenacious D. Jones, if I would have gone his boy Ryan Griffin, I would have easily taken it down. But, you know, it is what it is, man. I can't, I can't be greedy. I'm, I'm blessed, and it was a, it's a great weekend. Uh, it, it is a great weekend, and you know, one of the things that we were talking about you know, before we hit the air, we we're talking about you know slumps, you know, and this is a, it's a streaky thing, you know, you know, you have weekends like this, but you're also going to be well, like me, you know, you end up you know in skids and everything like that. You know, you talk to me and focus mostly on you know the beginners and everything like that. You know how important it is to uh, ride the slump. You know, you're gonna have your mm-hmm. great days, but at the same time, you're also gonna have your moments that are gonna challenge you. Yeah, so this is something that I I'm glad that we brought it up. Um, you know, it, it's it's a grind, you know, especially if you're if you're gonna hope for, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in one week. It's not gonna happen. Even a hundred dollar profit, you're gonna lose more times than you win, and it's an unfortunate thing. But when you win, sometimes you can win big that it makes up for all that, and sometimes you can just hit a hot streak and win two days in a row, then lose five days in a row. It, it happens, you know. For me, I I lost three days in a row before I hit the the hundred k. So it, it happens. Um, the the key behind it all, and I, I'm I'm gonna eventually do a, a video on this is is contest selection. You know, when you're hitting that cold streak, when you're hitting the slumps. All that can matter is is your contest selection. If you're if you're hoping to cash on a five dollar entry with four hundred thousand people, it's it's tough. It's not easy, you know. And it, to win it all, you have to be perfect. So contest selection is is key. Yeah, it, it certainly can be. Uh, you know, especially you know with the NFL, and at the same time, uh, your season is starting to wind down. Uh, we are heading towards. 
week 12. We're starting uh, to get a lot of those flex games starting to kick in. Uh, we saw a Sunday night, uh, excuse me, a Monday night game where Philip Rivers, I love Philip Rivers, I've been a huge fan of Philip Rivers uh, throughout his career. I think that you know, he will still go down as one of the more unappreciated quarterbacks in National Football League history. But my God, my guy threw four interceptions and a seven-point loss to Kansas City, and that last interception, by God. Yeah, yeah, to, to end the game, you know. The Chargers, they were uh, – they're, they're, they're a little hated now here in San Diego where I'm at. Uh, they, they would love them again if they came back, and hopefully they do because I would love a football team here. But that stadium is garbage. I don't want to blame them for leaving. I know the owners had it out. I don't know the drama behind it, but Chargers are just falling apart. And I think the key is – and. Not sure how much of the game you saw, uh, BC, but um, you know that offensive line. Offensive lines mean a lot, and he doesn't have one. That's that's the thing. No, and, and he does not. Uh, and no matter how good a quarterback you are, if you don't have time to throw, you know, obviously you're not going to have success. You know, you're going to have those times where you're going to have to throw a ball a half second earlier, mm-hmm. and that's going to be the difference between you know a twenty yard completion and a, and a pick six. And mm-hmm. you know, we saw a lot of that uh, tonight. You know, and I looked on Twitter before we got on the air, and one of the things I saw, the one thing trending, Tyrod Taylor uh, <laughs> is trending for some reason. You know, I'm guessing that, you know, the old Agnip, the most popular player in football, is going to be the backup quarterback. I don't see where, you know, the Chargers are going to pull the trigger on Rivers. Mm-hmm. He's had a real, real stretch over the past couple of weeks, but – uh, hey, come on, people! You know you're not gonna move. You're not gonna replace a Hall of Fame caliber guy, you know, just that easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like DFS. You know, you run into cold streaks. I mean, obviously, we're talking apples and oranges, but with football players, they run into cold streaks too. And it's just how they pick themselves up and what makes them, you know, elite and what makes them not elite. You know, I think Mahomes he's hit a cold streak pretty much this year, but he's also been banged up. But you know, he's picked himself up and he's won a few games and he's keep this team in contention. And that's that's what deems him elite, in my opinion. Well, we've got a 11-game slate on our main slate on Sunday. And, uh, you know, perhaps the feature game uh, that everyone will focus on is going to be the 325, at least on my time zone, 325 p.m. Eastern, 425 Eastern start. Cowboys-Patriots. Uh, mm-hmm. This will be a very interesting one, especially when you look at the Cowboys. Dak Prescott's you know, been on fire uh, up late. Uh, you know, you know you're going to get Ezekiel Elliott. You know, let's break this one down real quick. You know, we're certainly not starting Prescott. You know, against mm-hmm. the against the Patriots with the way that the Pats defense uh, is playing the pass, the way they just shut down Carson Wentz on Sunday. Uh, is just a fool's errand to stick a quarterback against that New England defense these days. No, you're right. I'm I'm off the Cowboys this week. I'm off the Patriots this week too. I, you know, I watched Tom Brady this year, and I'm just like, man, he's he's he might be done, man. I, I know it's it's tough to say that to the greatest of all time, but uh, he he does not look good. All he does is dump the ball, and he's been doing that for years now, and it works. But he, uh, you know, I'm, I'm off the Patriots. They scare me. I'm off the Cowboys this week. And and the other one, uh, 105 Pacific time, 405 Eastern game, the Jaguars and Titans, I'm kind of off that game too. I think it's just going to be a, you know, a 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern uh, stack for me. So, 
You know, it definitely, you know, and I looked at, you know, the uh, Patriots over the past couple of games, and what I see, Brady reminds me a lot of Peyton Manning at the end of last season where, you know, he just does not have the zip on his throws that he once did. Yeah, you can, you know, fall on the exclusive, well, he doesn't have Gronk, you know, he got cheated out of. You know, uh, Antonio Brown. He doesn't have an elite receiving core. You know, and that you know there are things that you know you can hold that you know to the fire. But at the same time, you know, looking at Brady, this looks like a guy that you know. And I hate to say this, but it, he just looks at times disinterested. You know, it's like he seems like a guy that's just you know, kind of playing out you know the season, looking to see how it plays out. You know, if he ends up winning another Super Bowl, you know, to me, I think he hangs it up. Uh, but I agree with you completely. You know, both of these uh, late games are just the pit when it comes uh, to uh, DFS play. And, you know, when I look at all four of these games, the only guy I could remotely have some interest in might be Derrick Henry. Uh, Tennessee is somewhat suspect against – I mean, Jacksonville is somewhat suspect against the run at times this year. And, you know, Henry is good for touchdowns. But beyond that, you know, there really is not a lot in that late game. Yeah, you're definitely a 1 p.m. Eastern stack uh, that you go with. And if you look at these games, I mean, man, there's really not a lot of appeal. You know, to me, the one game where I can see a lot of offensive upside is going to be Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta, though, ever since they had that new defensive coordinator the last two weeks, they – they look like a dominant team. I mean, it's it's crazy because they should be tanking, uh, given how bad they started. But they look good. So I, uh, I actually might target the Falcons' defense this week. As gross as it sounds, that's that's the main play I'm, I'm looking at. Plus, you know, some Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. I, you know, they can easily go off. But Jameis Winston twisted his ankle a lot towards the end of uh, last game, so he could be banged up, and, and he's just bad. I mean, he's just terrible, in my opinion. So uh, he is, you know, you know, you're going to get yards out of him, but the interception is too damn much, and it's too much of a risk. Uh, I think another problem that you know bothers me with uh, Tampa Bay, and this is something that we've talked about over the course of the season. How do you know which receiver is going to be the hot one? Is it going to be Godwin mm. this week? Is it going to be Mike Evans? You know, yeah. and they can't afford to start both of them. Uh, in your lineup because, you know, mm-hmm. chances are pretty good that one of them will have an average game or uh, Winston just, you know, wets the bed completely, throws five picks and just kills whatever momentum you may have by starting both of these guys. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, I have a question for you, BC. So sure. being an Eagles fan, I know it's it's pretty sad for you. Uh, I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> are you uh, are you uh, a believer in Carson Wentz? Because he plays a weak secondary in the Seattle Seahawks. Would you, would you play Carson Wentz in the DFS? I would put him in some lineups. Uh, I would definitely will go multiple this week. There are some lineups that I will put him in. Uh, like you said, yo, it is a suspect secondary that he's going to face. You know, you look at the matchup, you know, Seattle is 28th uh, in uh, passing yards allowed per game. I think that Winston's due a rebound game after the frustrating afternoon that he had against the Patriots on Monday. Uh, but to me, the big question with uh, Philadelphia is who the hell is going to catch the ball? Um, that's really a big problem you know this team really has not looked the same since uh losing to sean jackson in week two 
You know, you don't have the guy that was supposed to stretch the ball out. Now you kind of look like, you know, the Eagles teams of, you know, 2015 and 2016, where, you know, you've got a lot of shorthanded guys. You've got nobody who can go downfield and uh, catch the ball on a consistent basis, which allows teams to just kind of lay back, play cover two, and uh, have their way with Wentz. You know, Wentz ended up getting sacked five times as well. And, you know, you you can't put all that on Jason Peters being injured, but – uh, you know, for DFS purposes, I would put some on there. I would put Wentz in some lineup this week. I think that there is the potential uh, for some upside. Seattle doesn't give up a lot of touchdown passes, but they certainly do give up yards. And I think that Wentz, you know, has the potential, especially when he focuses on the tight ends and also Miles Sanders. If he can get on those guys on a consistent basis, he might be something of a surprise on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get Dallas Goddard. He uh he might cost you a million dollars. That's that's my <laughs> uh, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nelson Aguilar should have caught that last ball to tie the game. I, OT yes. would have been a, a a match made in heaven for me. I, I think I would have taken down the million, but I have a I have a problem with Nelson Aguilar even more now. So besides him not being able to catch it in the clutch, no, there there you go. There, there you go. So no, no full well, uh, Nelson Aguilar. There. Obviously, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Ahead, take, you know, just go ahead and don't look in the mail for them. Just don't bother. <laughs> no, if, if, when you look at the running backs this week, uh, oh, you've got you know Carolina, New Orleans. You know, you've got uh, Christian McCaffrey, ten thousand five hundred dollars over at DraftKings. Alvin Kamara, eighty two hundred over at DraftKings as well. Uh, McCaffrey's facing a pretty tough Saints defense at ten five. Are we going to run him out there again? No, I'm I'm off him this week. I, and as it hurts because you know Christian McCaffrey's been been fired all year. You know he's a workhorse. He's crushing it. He had I think what like ten receptions this past week. Um, and I, I the side I'm going to target is the Saints. Um, I don't think I'll target the passing game as much. I know Michael Thomas is a stud, but he's he's also reached a point where he's too much. Uh, I'm going to be on Alvin Kamara. You know, Carolina Panthers are bottom five in run defense. And, um, you know, I know uh, David Jones likes to target the, the Panthers run defense. So I'm, I'm going to be on that. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a lot of Raiders with Alvin Kamara. That's going to be my plan probably. But it's early. You know, and one running back who could possibly be in line for a solid game, Nick Chubb, who crossed the 1,000-yard mark. Uh, in last Thursday's win, uh, didn't give you a lot of fantasy points, 9.2 total. Uh, he comes in at $8,100 at, uh, at DraftKings. He gets a Dolphins defense that's a pretty strong matchup. The Dolphins are 31st uh, in run defense. They also allow the most points per game in the league. So even with the presence of Kareem Hunt, I do like Nick Chubb here. And if you're not going to go – uh, with Kamara, Chubb might be a pretty good pivot considering uh, the matchups that are pretty unfavorable for running backs here this week. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I can see it. I, I just don't – Chubb has been bad uh, lately. I mean, maybe it is because Kareem Hunt is, is here or what, but I'm not uh, – I might I might throw in a few GPPs. Um, for the Dolphins, I, I might throw some Devontae Parker. His price is getting up there, though. I'm kind of off this game for the most part, though. I, I think the the sneakier one is going to be uh, the Lions side uh, against the Redskins. I mean, the, the Redskins are just they're just bad. The Jets just crushed them. So, 
Uh, and again, when you look at these games this week, there just really isn't a lot of appeal. It's like, you know, Denver uh, at Buffalo. Uh, nothing you know, really stands out for you there. Giants at Bears. Uh, you know, there's talk of Saquon Barkley being shut down uh, for in the season. And, you know, there's no Saquon Barkley. If there's no Evan Ingram, I'm not interested in the Giants. That's what he's stretching the magic. There's really nothing in Chicago that you would look at uh, as a potential uh, value play in any type of format. Uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Uh, chances are you're probably not going to have James Potter in <laughs> uh, that one. Uh, are we riding the Jalen Samuels train, or are we going to put some faith that Joe Mixon may actually have a shot at finishing up the season uh, somewhat strong? Yeah, so I, I'm not sure how I feel about this game. I, I think I'm going to limit my player pool to a few games. So I, I think uh, Dolphins and Browns, uh, Giants and Bears, uh, Broncos, Bills, Steelers, Bengals, and then the late games, uh, the Cowboys, Pats, and Jaguars, Titans. I think I'm going to eliminate that from my player pool. I think I'm going to have a pretty limited player pool, and I don't know how popular that's going to be. I think a lot of the pros will will probably go that same route too, but you got to find some sneaky plays from each of these games. Uh, I, th- I think uh, Jalen Samuels could be sneaky-ish, but I mean, they just look that that team in general, both teams, both the Bengals and the Steelers, they just look lost on the football field. So I don't know how I feel about that. I know Jalen Samuels' prices is creeping up as well. Um, you know, he's sixty nine hundred on Fanduel. That's it's a little more expensive than I than I wanted. I liked him when he was at four thousand. You know. Oh, and you talk. You know, you hit it on right on the head. You know, there are going to be sneaky plays in some games that you know you want to avoid. Uh, you look at John Brown uh, up Buffalo. I don't like the matchup against Denver. Uh, he's mm-hmm. sixty seven hundred dollars over at FanDuel, but he finally had that week that everyone was waiting on uh, on Sunday. You know, he kept teasing and teasing. But, you know, he had 14 targets on Sunday, caught nine for uh, for 137 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Obviously, a season-high 37.7 fantasy points per game. But Denver's still a solid team against the pass. And uh, with Buffalo, you know, weather kicking in towards late November and as the season gets colder, you know, weather certainly is going to become a factor at some point. Mm -hmm. No, no, I hear you. Um... Uh, I'm I'm not on the Bills this week. I know uh, David Jones likes him because uh, Josh Allen's his boy, but I'm I'm kind of off of it too. So um, it's a, it's a tough matchup. Denver's they're not as good defensively as they once were, um, but I'm I'm gonna be off that game for the most part. Oh, you touched on the uh, Seattle Philadelphia game uh, earlier, but you know, in touching the Seattle side, obviously, you know, Russell Wilson at sixty eight hundred uh, over at uh, DraftKings, uh, he does get a good matchup against the Eagles uh, secondary. Philadelphia, you know, they played well against uh, the Patriots on Sunday, but still, uh, it's a defense that remains suspect. Although they have improved to seventeenth overall. Uh, against the pass, you know, uh, you look at Wilson's numbers, 23 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's consistently giving you 25 plus uh, fantasy points per game over at DraftKings. You know, is this, you know, do you look at him and say, you know, I'm going to build around him and, you know, work the rest of your lineup out with, uh, with him? Yeah, so I think the Eagles defense has actually been good the last few games. And I don't know if it's just because of the matchup or, you know, or what it is, but 
I'm uh, I'm leaning more, more and more towards the Seahawks. But with Tyler Lockett out, um, they could open things up for DK Metcalf. So I do like a Russell Wilson with DK Metcalf potentially, but it all depends on Tyler Lockett. You know, he was in the hospital after his last game. Um, a lot of things can happen. It's still it's still very early in the week, but I. I have noticed the Eagles' defense has been playing better, so it could be a fade for me. It could be a fade, and, you know, without a locket, you know, does this perhaps open the door for uh, Josh Gordon to get some more targets? He got two uh, in his first game uh, with Seattle, but, you know, this is the type of matchup against Philadelphia. Granted, they have played well defensively of late, but this is the type of matchup where, you know, a guy like Gordon going in at $4,200 at DraftKings, you know, a couple of tosses that he can really start eating. You know, so, you know, that's, you know, that's, what, I'm, you know, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at uh, Gordon. Uh, he's the type of guy I probably would look at, you know, in some lineups. Uh, I do like the potential that lies with him. Uh, I think that, you know, with Lockett out, I think that they are probably going to utilize him a bit more uh, while uh, Lockett is out. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it could be sneaky. I just, I just can't trust Josh Gordon right now, unfortunately. So I, I think I'm, I'm leaning Russell Wilson and his legs with, uh, with DK Metcalf. Um, that, that's going to be my target. That and, and Derek Carr with uh, Tyrell Williams and, and maybe some Waller. I think those are going to be my two main QBs, and I, I don't think I'm going to be cute about it this week. Uh, I, I might throw Drew Brees in there against the, the Carolina Panthers, but I feel like Drew Brees is kind of. I don't know. He's reaching the end too, in my opinion. But anything can happen. Yeah, I, I would agree with you as well. You know, I, I was burnt by Breeze a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, and I'm at, I'm at a point where he's in that Brady category. You know, you really can't trust him uh, at this point. Uh, yeah, it does look like a solid matchup uh, this week against Carolina. Uh, and most times you would think about maybe going with him, but you know this is one week where I'm going to be. Uh, where is this one week where I'm going to avoid him? Uh, I don't see uh, the upside. Like you mentioned, Michael Thomas is a bit too much uh, to uh, play uh, this week. So yeah, this is a game where you know if I'm not going Kamara, I'm probably going to shy away from this one. So yeah, yeah you, know, you know Miami, Cleveland. You know we touched on Chubb. Is there anything in Miami? You know that you know you would look at. It's just one of those games where, you know, you put you know uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in you know as kind of a you know punt play and hope for the best in in one of your lineups. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm off of it. The only person I like is Devontae Parker, and even then, he's getting at a price that it's not entertaining anymore. So. Um, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not on it as much. So it's it's a, it's a tough play. Uh, it's a tough game to choose. So I'm uh, I'm off of it. You know, looking at this week, is this by far the most difficult week to try to build a success uh, DFS wise uh, this season? You know, I know we've had some weeks this season that have been rough, but my gosh, this schedule, <laughs> this main slate. It's just so damn unforgiving this week. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is. Like I said, you know, I scratched off probably like seven games already. You know, the as I mentioned, I'm Dolphins and Browns, not very enticing. Lions and Redskins, I'm maybe could be a sneaky game because both teams are bad, and but you know, there's no Stafford, so I'm kind of off of it. Giants and Bears, off of it. 
Um, Seahawks and Eagles, maybe a few shares. Broncos and Bills, off of it. Steelers and Bengals, off of it. You know, and then the two late games, off of it. So it's like, it leaves me with like four games left. <laughs> the one of those games that, you know, you did not mention, you know, Raiders and Jets. This, this looks like a kind of game where on paper you can't see it, but to me this just seems like the game where someone's going to make a lot of money off of between these two teams. I just get a sense that you might get a shootout here. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think uh, both sides of the game are um, are, are pretty interesting. I, I side more with the Raiders, even though they're going to the, the East Coast. But um, I think um, it's going to be – it could be a sneaky game. It could be – hopefully it, it doesn't get as much ownership. But I believe in Derek Carr this year. I think he's been great. So I, I side with that more than anything else. Uh, I don't think Sam Darnold's going to get a lot of ownership here, but you know, he might find his way into a lineup or two. This is a good matchup for him. Raiders are 27th in passing yards allowed. He's finally above uh, water when it comes to his touchdown and interception margin, just 11-10, but hey, better is better. Uh, he's looked pretty solid uh, over his last three games. You know, 65 of 99, 783 yards, six touchdowns, just two interceptions, uh, and he comes up a 293-yard performance uh, in the win against the Redskins on Sunday. So, you know, this could be, you know, one of those games where, you know, you plug Darnold in, I, the only question to me would be, you know, where's your receiver? Who's going to be the receiver of choice there in, uh, in New York? Yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, the PPR monster himself, Jameson Crowder, for me. Um, so that's going to be, uh, most of my stacks if, if I go that route, but again, I don't want to put a lot of money into Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, I prefer to put it safer, even though, you know, I, I it's not saying much when I say I want to put it in Matt Ryan's hands either. You know, I, uh, I feel like the Seahawks and Russell Wilson's probably the safest, but for the most part, it's, it's going to be a Derek Carr week with Alvin Kamara. That's calling it now. You heard it here first, Brandon. Oh, God, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, as we start to wind up, who are the safe plays? Who do you feel are the safe plays at wide receiver this week? Yeah, I think the, the you know, it's it's going to be tough. I think if Tyler Lockett's in and healthy, Tyler Lockett's going to be the safe, one of the safest against that Eagles secondary, I think. Uh, if he's out, uh, Metcalf gets a huge bump, and I think he's going to be the safest. Um Julio Jones, even though he's let us down a lot, you can go either Julio or Ridley, you know, with Matt Ryan. I think that's that's safe against a Buccaneers team that doesn't know how to defend the pass. Uh, I mean, th- those are the main ones off the bat. I'm uh, just looking at the slate. And then, I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with Michael Thomas, too. The guy's a PPR monster. So those are the four I would call right now. You, know, uh, you look at tight end. Uh, 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 if Austin Hooper's healthy, it uh, doesn't look like he will be. Uh, would have been a hell of a matchup against Tampa Bay. I easily would have paid the $6,200 for him. Zach Ertz does get a favorable matchup. He's at 6000 over at DraftKings. Might be one of the few Eagles you want to consider. Uh, I think that that's a safe bet uh, right there. Uh, Ryan Griffin, uh, the Jets, you know, could be sneaky good. Uh, and that's really about it when you look at, you know, potential safe plays uh, mm-hmm. at 
you know, at the tight end position. You know, I know we rarely talk about them, but, you know, defenses, there looks like there could be some pretty solid plays this week. Uh, Steelers will get Cincinnati. Pittsburgh's at $4,000 over at DraftKings. The Browns have something of a layup matchup at 3800 DraftKings against the Dolphins. Bears against the Giants, especially if they're talking about shutting down Saquon. That's $3,700. You know, and the Raiders-Jets, that game might get a little tricky. And like you mentioned, the Falcons are at $3,500. Uh, they're at home against Tampa Bay, a turnover-prone Tampa Bay team. Certainly mm-hmm. looks like, you know, like you said, this looks like a good week, too, well, with the Falcons, D, especially with the way they've kind of felt themselves over the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Even if Winston's, if he's in or out, I think I like the Falcons, D, this week. Uh, I like I like it to be a shootout. If Jameis plays, I might have a few shares of him. But again, we don't know which receiver to go to. So I, I recommend, and I do this, say this on every podcast or any show that I'm on. It's do Jameis with a with a Godwin lineup, then do the exact same lineup with Jameis with an Evans lineup. That's your safest bet. Hedge it with two two lineups. Oh, there, there we go. Uh... Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, any thoughts, you know, that you want to add to the fan base uh, before we get out of here? Uh, yep. Uh, you know, we mentioned it. Uh, contest selections is, is very important, especially when you're beginning or if you're getting frustrated. Uh, I'm always on the Discord channel helping out people. So feel free to reach out to me there or on Twitter. Um, you know, I'll be doing something soon here, soon enough to to kind of guide you to – guide you all to the promised land, as I, as I like to say. So um, keep at it, keep grinding away, and, and don't get frustrated, you know? Uh, exactly. And Nick, take it from a guy who a week ago would have never imagined that he had been sitting on the long green and a Dallas Goddard play away from a million dollars. <laughs> this guy knows his stuff, so you follow him on Discord. Catch him on uh, on the Win Daily Sports, uh, you know, the sports uh, online, I should say. Sooner or later, we're going to get an app. Uh, you know, we'll be out there with an app sooner or later. But uh, just catch us all out there uh, to catch the Win Daily Sports family. Also, make sure on Saturday nights, uh, 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time, you know, you can catch the uh, Win Daily Fantasy Sports Show. Uh, Javi's been on there a few times, you know, so anytime he's on there, you're certainly going to get extra bonus on a Saturday night <laughs> as well. So uh, for the DS, DFS Pro Javi, this is Brandon Williams saying so long and make sure that you catch us again later on this week. Uh, Javi, are you on any more shows this week? Yeah, so I'll be uh, I'll be hitting up another podcast on Thursday and then uh, I will most likely be live in studio on Saturday. I'll be flying to New York this weekend. So, All right. That's the, all the more reason uh, to catch him on Saturday. I will be on on Wednesday morning, uh, 10.30 a.m. Eastern uh, with Phil Nessens. Uh, uh, we will be talking uh, NBA. We'll take a look at the uh, slate of games. On Wednesday night, we'll also talk general NBA and uh, Phil also throw in some gambling knowledge as well. So uh, you'll get our voices at some point over the rest of the week. So again, for the DFS Pro Hobby, this is BCW saying good night and we'll see you again next week. All right.